Welcome to Straight Talk Wealth, heard every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. with your experts in all aspects of wealth accumulation, preservation, and income planning guaranteed to last a lifetime. And now, your host of Straight Talk Wealth, Bruce Whitey, on News Talk 1590 KVTA. Say hello to my new friend! Very sexy. For a gentleman and a scholar. Good morning, Ventura. Hey, welcome to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. We have a really special show for you today. This is the show where we bridge the gap between what is happening in this crazy economic world and all those things that are the macro issues, which really don't mean anything. They don't mean a pile of squat to figure out what do you do about it? What are you going to do about Inflation, deflation, government, money printing. Oh, yeah, that's all great stuff. I get these emails every week. Bruce, what do you think about the gold thing? What do you think the Fed's going to do? How about when the government takes over? I just want to know one thing. What does it mean to your portfolio? Okay. Now, I don't not care about the other things, but the point is this show is about how you weave together the environment and what you should be doing offensively and defensively in your own planning to just have a comfortable life somewhere up the road here. I have a great special guest I'm going to introduce in a minute today, but listen, go to our website. There is a world of information out there at www.straighttalkwealth.com. StraightTalkWealth.com. That's because this show is called Straight Talk Wealth. It wasn't that really ingenious that I figured that out. Um, we got videos there. We've got uh, past shows you can listen to. Uh, get on our email list. We will. We are sending news out all the time about different issues. But uh, let's get right into today's show. By the way, the topic, the name of today's show is well, let's just call this one Advisor Wars. It's how. Is the average guy supposed to figure out one advisor from another when they all want to take each other down? Shut up, boo! Now, interestingly enough, I have on the show with me today a friend of mine, John Grace from Investors Advantage in Westlake Village. Let's give John a hand. And uh, John and I work together. On a lot of cases. How you doing, John? I'm doing doing really good, Bruce. How you doing? Great. Thanks for coming in the studio and not making me do this over a phone call. My pleasure. Thanks for taking on a good live. To be here. Are you ready for a live show? I'm ready. Let's rock and roll. Okay, man. Hey, so here's what John and I have in common. Actually, first of all, let me tell you what's a little bit different about us. Uh, I don't make money from what John does, and John's going to acquire clients today, and I don't make any money from it. And John doesn't make any money from what I do. And we actually work in very different areas of retirement planning. But what we have in common is that we don't, we don't try to be the only, the only uh, store in town, the only one-stop shop for all your needs. Because, John, I don't know that I know a single advisor on this planet that can be a one-stop shop for everything. Well, I'm sure they're around, and I'm sure some of them are very good. Uh, oh, you're being kind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's great guys that do well what they do, but how many, let me ask you this, how many securities guys do you know that can go out and find you a good real estate property? Uh, none. Okay, well, then they can't be a one-stop shop. No, that's true. Not if you're talking about uh, when it comes to residential real estate. They're not licensed to do that as well. Yeah, exactly. Or how many real estate developers do you know 
or, or real estate uh, investment people that could uh, figure out how to work your stock portfolio. Mm, very few, if any. Right. Now, what I work in, by and large, is I, I had a securities license. A long time ago, I had a securities license. And I was a kid coming into the securities business in the 1990s when you could throw a dart at a dartboard full of mutual funds. And pretty much anywhere it landed, you were going to make money. Remember those days? Very well. <laughs> the good old days. Yes. Then we all learned a lesson after that, which is uh, things are not always what they appear. All trees do not grow to the sky. That's right. So uh, I chose to, uh, and by the way, when you first get in the business, all of your clients are friends and family. So if you got in the business like me, in the financial service business in the mid-90s, and you had went and seen all your family and friends, and then you crashed all their money in 2000, the people that you had to look in the eye were your friends and family. Ouch. Yeah, that's really embarrassing. Now, I took a particular career path. I decided, uh, what do... I don't want to sit and look at my computer every day and be on edge. That's why we have guys like John Grace who can look at the market every day and decide when to get in and when to get out and look at those greater strategies that have so much volatility and electricity in them these days that I've steered away from. And what, I, and what John will agree with me on is the reason so much of America is sort of at – their fingernails are bleeding, hanging on to the next word about what the markets are going to do is that one of the one of the primary legs historically of retirement has been pulled out from underneath the American worker these days, which is the American worker generation and two ago used to retire with Social Security, a company pension and their investments. So. Okay, Social Security, that's a given. I don't know if it's going to be here or not. But today, what's really missing is that pension. And I want to define a pension for a minute because this, this defines what John does and what I do. A pension is something that you do not have to look at a portfolio and say, you know, well, what, is it going to be up? Is it going to be down? I might have less. I might have more. It is something that has a basic guarantee of its value. Now, granted... In the old days, maybe you worked for Boeing or you worked for American Airlines or something, and your pension wasn't what it was promised to be. But the promise was, this is an investment. You work here so long. Today, if you're a teacher, you've got the state teacher's retirement system, STRS, and that may or may not be worth its promises. But the, but the system is, you work for so long, you've been accumulating funds into it for so long, and the formula is... How long have I worked here equals growth versus how old am I when I take the money out? And here's the check you're going to get, and it's 70% of your old salary, it's 80%, it's six, whatever it is. It is that for the rest of your life, and it was a really good one. It had inflation in it. Okay, That's gone today. We see a few, but it's gone except for maybe city workers, state workers, government workers. Teachers. Or people that work for very big organizations. Firemen, police, city, yeah. But by and large, the average guy only has his investments. We're on our own. Now, I want to tell you a story, and I hope I'm not boring you guys, but I'll tell you the story of my dad who ran Fleetwood Enterprises in the 1970s. My dad, God bless him, came into the mobile home and travel trailer business uh, in the 50s and was handed the presidency of an RV company in the middle of the Arab oil embargo. Oh. 
That was a scary time to try to sell RVs when people were lining up a mile to get gas and he was trying to sell RVs. But he made it through and he retired early. He did very, very well. And he retired into the 1990s when all dad had to do was sit in front of his old, you know, remember the old Macintosh computers? Those, sure. Those little boxes. He had his whole portfolio laid out in that. And the guy just worked his portfolio day and night. And it was like, you know, a, a mile long tape, but it always made money. And that was a gas until 2000. And in 2000, my dad, in a few short months, lost one and a half million dollars in the market. Ouch. At age 77. The market started to turn around by 2003, but dad passed away in 2002. Mm. Never saw that come back. That's the bad side of the story. You want to know the good side of the story? Sure. He had a pension. Ah. So the bottom line is, every when dad's portfolio was down, every day a check was coming in the mail that was guaranteed from Fleetwood. So the bottom line is that paid his bills. So he didn't have to change his lifestyle because his portfolio was decimated. He didn't have to put off retirement. He had a pension, and that sustained his bill paying while his portfolio did whatever it did. So even though it was bad news, and he shouldn't have been there at that age, the bottom line is uh, the estate had time to let it come back because the pension pays mom's expenses and paid his. That's what I do. I focus on that leg at, at Straight Talk Wealth Radio. That's what we focus on is that making sure you have a paycheck that is coming when you're not working every, every year. Now, the beauty of that is that allows then someone like John Grace here, my friend John Grace, to work miracles within a securities portfolio that may have some ups and downs. But, but when we work together, I mean, John, tell me. Let's talk about some of these clients, not on a personal level, but what do you enjoy about working with me here? What, what's been, what do you think has been good about our relationship? Well, the way I like to look at it, I mean, most people probably spend more time planning their vacations than they do their financial future. Yeah. And if we, that's something that we all like to do, plan our vacations. But I notice when we get on airplanes, we tend to get on airplanes where there are two pilots. And my, it just looks to me like, you know, your, your chances of getting to your destination on time and undamaged, even your luggage maybe, is a result of having two pilots at the front of the plane with their eyes wide open. So I think that the same kind of uh, work, the same kind of analogy works from the standpoint of investing. It, it needs to be all hands on deck. We need to have all the I's present, you know, so we can dot the I's and, and cross the T's to make sure, you know, are you going to have enough money or if you have enough money, how are you going to make sure that you keep enough money or to make sure that the uh, amount of volatility is is managed or reduced where there might be more consistency? So when you have people you can bounce ideas off of and you can actually collaborate and coordinate together for the client's best interest, then I think it's a, a win-win-win. And to me, when it's an all-win scenario, that's a game I like to play. Yeah, and John, how much easier is your job managing? If, if I'm paying someone's bills, if I'm guaranteeing them an inflation-protected check that pays their bills every month, how much more easy is it for you to then go and manage a security portfolio for maybe how many trips to Europe they can start taking, what the other things they can do 
How much easier is it for you when you know that I've got that foundation put together by the time they get to you? Well, it's easy. It's more importantly easy for the client to see. I mean, if you're looking at, for example, the average household income in Thousand Oaks is $100,000. By the way, the average household income in America is around $50,000. So Mm -hmm. if it is the case that you have, let's say, $30,000 or $40,000 coming in from a pension and or Social Security and or your personal pension, you know, that's a strong base to try to make up any difference that it might be. So if we have, we need 100, we want to retire on the same income that we had, let's say it's 100, and we've got, let's say, 30 between a pension and Social Security and another 10 coming in from uh, fixed annuities, for example, now there's $40,000. Well, now we have to make up the difference of, let's say, $60,000 in this example. Mm-hmm. It, it helps the client breathe and, and, and for them to avoid jumping out of windows or gnawing their teeth uh, you know, at night because they can see, well, at least I can count on this amount, and I have to make up that difference. It's it's certainly a lot less anxiety-producing than trying to produce 100% or $100,000 every year, every time, like clockwork. So those guarantees, you, people complain about Social Security, but I notice everyone cashes the check, no matter how affluent they might be. The guarantees are, are very important, I think, at the client level, and that's where we're talking about is making sure the client feels like their needs are being met. Well, there you go, folks. So the theme of this show today is that there is no one-stop shop, that you need to have advisors that work together and that are not competitive with each other. And uh, we have a very, very special offer where you can see how John and I work together. How you, you know, some of you are listening and it's like, ah, I don't need that guaranteed stuff. I don't need to get a bunch of low rates. I just want, I like being in the market. I want to have my, I want to have this thing supercharged. You're going to have a chance to have John Grace do that for no charge and no obligation to actually get a, uh, a plan from John. Uh, by the end of the show. And if you want to say, how would you work together? You're going to have an opportunity for that plan as well. I'm going to give you a phone number. We have a lot of really good stuff we're giving out today too. So even if you're not ready to talk to either one of us, we have a really important information kit that you'll hear more and more about um, why John and I both like giving out this information kit. The first part of that, and by the way, the number to call, write this down. You're going to need to know, 888 Five five seven eight triple eight 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 two five five seven eight triple eight 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 two five five seven eight. That also spells eight or triple eight eight talk straight triple eight eight talk straight. Hello. Now, uh, what you're going to get, by the way, everybody gets this today. One, you're going to get my report called Inflation or Deflation, America's Monetary System in Crisis and How to Plan for It. And, I, and you and I can get off in a long talk on this. Just tell me really quickly, how important is it for people to understand the difference between inflation and deflation, John? Well, it's kind of like understanding the temperature before you get ready to leave forever where it is that you want to go. What is it too hot? Is it too cold? What do I need to bring so that I might be comfortable? So sometimes we can bet wrong. We assume assume in an environment like this that there has to be inflation. A lot of our peers believe that that is true. You and I do not believe that that's true. And that really comes from, and I think it's worth mm-hmm. mentioning, we have the pleasure, or at least I have the pleasure of knowing you, Bruce, through our affiliation with uh, the research team that, that uh, we, we met through. You're talking about Dent Research. Correct. Harry and Dent I, Research. Yep. And as you guys listen to the show, you've heard Harry Dent on this repeatedly. In fact, 
The greatest thing that you could do to inform yourself is to get a copy of his book called The Demographic Cliff. Do you happen to have one available? How about if I give that away to our callers, Dave? So this is, listen, I called Barnes & Noble. It's $27.90 down at Barnes & Noble. Sure is. Good thing I know, Harry, I'm getting a little discount. Everybody calling today is going to get The Demographic Cliff by Harry S. Dent. This is, a, I don't know, it's about 300 pages. And man, if you had any confusion about inflation or deflation or what's coming, this book will sort that out and and we're also going to talk about demographics so this is another thing john and i have in common we are both very affiliated and use the research of harry s dent to look at where the economy is going and listen i've had some people call me john what's funny call me and say well you're just totally destroying the stock market because you believe in dent you're a securities broker and you're using dense research and you have a flourishing securities business. Well, I, I think it makes sense. I mean, from what I can tell in the Canal Valley, there may be two or 3,000 financial advisors. And I came across Harry oh, in 1998 uh, and joined the, was a charter member of the organization back in 1999. Yeah. By the way, the fee for that annually was uh, exactly $10,000 a year. I remember writing <laughs> well, that we check. We should discuss there, yeah, that I, sorted I matters. Well, I, I think it's worthy of <laughs> mentioned primarily because when it comes to financial advisors, we we are often like real estate brokers. We all sound alike. We're all saying the same thing. It's because we definitely or we tend to be drinking from the same trough of lemonade, all right? And no one's really looking at the big picture or the fundamentals. Yeah. And that's why I like Harry's work. Not to say that he's right. Please understand. Uh, not he's always, he's right. not always right, okay? But he's more right than wrong. But at the end of the day, he gives you a different perspective or certainly for me, another source of information that is totally based on research. It's not based on who's trying to sell the stock, who's underwriting the bond, who has this particular offering available. We know where they're going to come from. They got the best thing since sliced bread. Just ask them and then they'll sell you a bridge. Well, Harry doesn't look at it that way. He looks at the larger picture. He, he, he has broken it down to for us to understand what's going on in the economy. We all agree. Every financial advisor, the economists agree, 70% of the spending, 50 16 trillion dollars in this country comes from the consumer about 20 30 percent comes from businesses about 10 20 percent comes from the government those are the three parts to the economy they're the only three parts but the biggest i like to say if you have two three dogs in your yard you know you which one are you going to watch probably the baddest one because they can do the most damage so when it comes to the economy what are the the three dogs again are business you are government. being more academic about the economy Sorry. than i am and i get i get heat for you, you talk too much about the economy but this i'm trying It's in human terms. (laughs) You watch the baddest dog. The baddest dog to watch is the consumer. What's the consumer doing? Is the consumer the crux of Harry's? That's the whole crux of it, and it seems to be a primary driver. Everything else is important, but if I had to categorize thing, I would put watching what the consumer is doing is numero uno. What do we watch in terms? First of all, the consumer that we have to watch is one we already know. We know him as Harry, as uh, Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson, thank you. Yes. Okay. Homer lives in Ohio. Three great kids, right? He's married. $50,000. That's it. How you doing with a family of four or five on 50 grand? And Thousand Oaks, how you doing with a family of four or five with $100,000? If we know him, we know a lot about our American economy. Well, and look at the last two elections. Who drove the economy? Who drove the the, the outcome? It wasn't the Koch brothers, right? right? It wasn't the blue states. It wasn't New York. It wasn't California. 
California. It was ordinary people. So right. at the end of the day, getting a sense of what ordinary people are doing may help us read the economic tea leaves. Well, and you, if you want to know about the great change ahead in what Homer Simpson's doing, because Homer Simpson, see, Bart and Lisa have all grown up now. Right. They're about out of the house. Yes. Okay. And so Homer's not spending like he used to. Homer's got two things on his mind, paying his debts off yes. and saving his money. And those both take money out of the economy. Sound familiar? That is <laughs> the theme of the demographic cliff. And you can have that book for free and you get my report on inflation, deflation, America's monetary system and crisis and how to plan for it. And by the way, in this book, in this report, which is illustrated so a high school sophomore can understand it, I give you a strategy to manage both concerns simultaneously within a portfolio. You can have those for free when you call 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578. That's 888-882-5578. And uh, we also have some other freebies we'll be giving away. I'll tell you about it in a minute. Hey, John, I want to go to an article that uh, was in the Wall Street Journal recently, because this is really the crux of what we're talking about in terms of how we work together and why you and I believe that when someone says they're the only show in town, in my viewpoint, quite bluntly, that's propaganda. Well, it is. And, and, and you know, and... And this is what this article is about. Let me read the article. I think this article by Jason Zwieg in uh, the Wall Street Journal. This is about a month old. It was uh, beginning uh, early spring. This article ran. So he says, think it's hard to get objective advice about saving money for retirement. Try getting objective advice about taking money out during retirement. Everyone has a vested interest. Brokerages, mutual fund managers, and insurance companies all earn fees on the investments they promote to retirees. Somehow, they always seem to make their own offerings sound the best. Perhaps the biggest prize as investors take money out in retirement, the rollovers or transfers from 401k plans to individual retirement accounts. Cerulli Associates, a research firm based in Boston, estimates that workers rolled over nearly $358 billion from 401ks into IRAs just last year. And that between 2014 and 2018, another $2.1 trillion will follow. Guys, these people in the industry are hungry to get their revenue share out of that. And, and they got to have a revenue share. They deserve it. But what... I want you to understand is how much incentive there is to take the story and make it only theirs. And this article is going to go on about that. It is vital to understand a financial advisor's potential conflicts of interest. Investors often ask how much their advisors are getting paid for selling specific products. It is also important to know who educated them in the complexities of retirement planning, something few investors think to ask. Consider one firm that is prominent in this area, Table Bay Financial Financial Network of San Diego. Table Bay trains certified public accountants and financial advisors on the ins and outs of the distribution and taxation of retirement assets. It's very similar to what uh, Ed Slot does, which is good work. It pays advisors with accountants who want to offer retirement planning. Oh, it pairs them. Excuse me. It pairs advisors with accountants who want to offer retirement planning to their clients. Table Bay also markets retirement products, including fixed annuities, to the advisors. Table Bay is neither a distributor nor an investment advisor, and it doesn't interact directly with investors, says the firm's president and head of marketing, 
Barry Bulakitis. The firm forgoes charging accountants and advisors for the training. They don't charge them for this training. Instead, it earns a share of revenue from annuities or other insurance products the advisors end up selling after learning about them through Table Bay. We believe that Americans are simply oblivious to the fact that their IRAs and 401ks are tax-infested. By the way, that's one thing, a lot of propaganda right now, but everybody's got to be tax-free. Taxes are climbing all over the place. Hey, they will. We have a lot of debt to handle, and taxes are a very important consideration. But listen, folks, if somebody, if you're 65 years old, and you're, you're going to be drawing maybe fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year in income, and someone's telling you to put all of your money into life insurance so it's tax-free... I'm not sure somebody earning fifty to sixty or seventy thousand a year or bringing that in in taxes, bring that in income, is the target here for the taxes. If you're going to bring a couple hundred thousand, I might say, yeah, let's mitigate that. But I'm not sure the guy making fifty or sixty is going to be the big crosshairs on his back about taxes. Does that, does that make sense to you? <laughs> yeah, it does. And we see these ploys all the time. And one of the ploys is I'm going to read on in this article, Mitt, but I just got to bring this up. One of the ploys is to take a single fact. It, it, these these securities guys charge a bunch of fees. We don't charge fees. Take one single fact and turn it into a whole story. It's propaganda. Let's look under the hood. Yeah, tell you you were you know we were talking before the show. You were talking about fees. Tell the story really quick while I read on and figure out how to edit down this article so I don't have to tell on in the air. But the story you told me earlier about fees and how to look at that. Well, I mean, the, it's a question that is appropriate to ask. You had and, a story about somebody. Came well, let's see if I can get back to it. There was uh, I, I, what I observe, of course, is generally what happens is when people start thinking about buying furniture, for example, a washer or dryer, whatever it might be. Uh, we kind of go to see what the costs are. When it comes to investment advice, uh, oftentimes we are led to believe that it's free or it's at no charge to you. Well, that's probably not true. Let's understand. I mean, basically, everybody has a hand in your pocket, including the banks, and people would like to believe that that's free. They'd like to believe that the 401k is free. It's not. They're not going to, no company in America is going to do business without making money. Let's so there's fees them. coming somewhere. It, it, there are fees that are associated with everything when it comes to a financial instrument. And, and, and there's a big talk right now, big sales pitch about get out of the fees in your 401k. But someone came in and asked you a question very pointedly about that. And you you made an, a very pointed remark back at him. Was it the doctor with the, uh, uh, the very inexpensive set of mutual funds? That he yeah, had? yeah yes. tell me about okay, that. Okay, great. That. So yeah, doctor referred uh, $3 million, uh, very proud of his uh, Vanguard funds, uh, you know, and, and, and of course, John Bogle. Uh, I wish I were John Vogel. I'm I'm not. But, you know, starting Vanguard in 1975, yep. and now it's the largest, if not one of the top three mutual fund families in the world. Uh, and, of course, John Bogle's claim to fame, and he, 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 he did really well with this, was focusing on the fees. So he has probably the lowest large mutual fund family, lowest charging cost center to the in 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 the mutual fund industry done very well in in, in that regard mm-hmm. however at the end of the day as i say it's, and as you started it's about you and you've got to figure these things out so when the physician says look at my vanguard funds and this is right after this is early 2009 he goes look at how little i paid and i go well i you may have gotten what you paid for doc he says what do you mean i said well your your 3 million dollars the market was off 37% your portfolio was off 41% so now tell me what what did you save 
How, you know, what did the fees have to do with the equation in your experience? The truth is they had no effect whatsoever. So it's not all about fees. It's, 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 to yeah. your point, it's not taking one thing and painting the whole room with the same color necessarily. Uh, it's got to, you got to look at the details. And that's where, as I say, getting under the hood and checking to see, is this exactly what I think it is? Or am I being misled to believe because I don't, I'm not willing to do my homework to figure out what my actual costs are? what the fees are, where are the commissions, where are the the hands in my pockets, and and let me make sure the total fees are part of what I understand, but let me also make sure that if I'm paying fees, for example, in 08, how might I have reduced my downside participation? Yeah, you bet. And and I once once took an academic class on logic, and one of the first things you learned was single-valued logic as opposed to as opposed to multiple valued logic. Yes. Logic has to be multiple value. Yes. It is not one fact. But a lot of the industry likes to play on the fact that there's one fact out there. In my industry, you know, we like to say the whole stock market is just out to sea. It's all dangerous. You should never be in it. You know, and a broker, stockbroker is going to say, oh, I'd, I'd never. Here's the thing. When you hear always or never, <laughs> Watch anything out. that is always or never is a generality. (laughs) And the only reason someone would present that to you is they're about ready to lay the propaganda on you. Well, we have to look to see what we're doing. Like I say, we we, we spend more time planning our vacations. And in in America, you know, let's just really be honest. When it comes to math, we're really not that good. I mean, (laughs) you know, really. Okay, let's just be honest. And then then we start getting into, uh, you know, kind of a uh, (laughs) let me kill you attitude rabbit when we start talking about where to put the money well see that's premature we don't we're not good in math not a bad not a good foundation and then we're talking about well where should i put money today that's a bad question it's the third part that that should be numero uno how much money are you trying to get by when and and that is result based analysis which is the first place you start is a result based analysis before you decide what's hot what's good what's right again we're going to talk more about that in a minute i want i want to keep this moving for a minute but we're going to talk about that in a minute that's Great. really important. I want to talk about also inflation and deflation that you and I also feel is one of the most misunderstood uh, economic topics that there is. Hey, uh, just going back to this article, I just have to finish out this article, Jason Zweig's article. Here's the shocking part. So you have this thing about Table Bay. Table Bay is, is training these advisors to work together. They get a cut of the business. So one advisor recently forwarded, this is Jason writing, one advisor recently forwarded me two emails he had received from Table Bay. The first offered a Maserati to advisors who sell at least $7.5 million in annuities in 2014, and a BMW Range Rover or Porsche for at least $6 million in sales. The second email linked to a flyer for a seminar featuring an index annuity paying a 9% commission. That's high. That's substantially higher than the, than the industry, which is great. Oh, my gosh. 9% just think. The flyer promised that the seminar would help convert shoppers and plate lickers into customers, producing huge commissions. Could awaiting Maseratis and other luxury, and this is the crux of the article, could awaiting Maseratis and luxury cars encourage advisors to favor high-fee products that might not be ideal for clients? Uh, And he says at the end of this, all this is a reminder that when you hire a retirement advisor, don't just ask what he knows. Ask him who taught him what he knows. Now, Here's the thing that I want to say about that very quickly, John. And then uh, we, I want to give out this uh, uh, giveaway again. 
I don't make a dime from what you're doing. Right. And I'm sending you clients. So, so there's something obviously I'm not trying to fulfill. Now, I haven't split any. I haven't split anything with you, have I? Nope. As far as I know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so here we are, two different guys. Now I just never see this. And why do you think this is? I want to get your opinion. Why is it that we never see advisors working with each other unless one of them's getting a split of what the other guy does? Ego. No, it's Control, more. The, it's the dollar, man, and the money. It's the money. It's the money. Look, I haven't seen, I have not seen, I don't know of people who, if you do so much business, you get a Maserati, but this is an incredible story. And it does highlight that it, it's more important, seeing as it's all on us, you know, this retirement thing, we have to understand it. Well, we better understand where the compensation is taking place. It's, it's, I don't know anybody who's gotten a deal like that, but that's one heck of a deal. It's just that it's all about the advisors, not at all about the investor. And, and look, I make my revenue. Revenue off of working with people, but I don't structure my ethics around my revenue. In right. other words, I give half my revenue away to another advisor who's better suited to handle something than what I do. And that's the difference. And that's why today's show is a what would what we say? Uh, I forget the name of it, but it was something <laughs> like there's no one stop shop. It's why. Oh, advisor wars. Advisor, advisor war. wars. Yes. Folks, that's why you get caught in advisor wars. And when you have an advisor that wants to go a war against another advisor, something is odd about that picture because there is no one advisor that does it all. Well, I think, as I say, maybe there is, but certainly when you have more eyes on the equation, when you can collaborate and coordinate, when the investor can see to their satisfaction that the, that things are in order and they understand what they're doing, they're just a more informed investor. Hey, I want to go, I want to talk about opportunities versus dangers in today's marketplace, but I want to reiterate our giveaway today. Uh, we're giving away two critical uh, things for you to get educated in what John and I both agree are the opportunities and the liabilities in today's economy. When you call 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578. And we'll get to some potential service here, but really today is just kind of an educational giveaway show. Uh, you're going to get my report called Inflation or Deflation, America's Monetary System in Crisis and How to Plan for It. And this is a 45-page report I think it's up to now. Fully, fully illustrated so a high school sophomore can understand it. The most critical but misunderstood economic issue of, of everyone we meet, which is this issue of what is deflation, what's it going to look like, what's inflation going to look like, who are the winners and losers, and how do you put a portfolio together that is hedged for both concerns? You call 888-882-5578, 882 Five five seven eight. You're going to get that for no charge, no obligation. You're also going to get a copy of Harry Dent's latest book, The Demographic Cliff. That is following that consumer, as John was talking earlier. Follow the consumer, and ye will know. Follow Homer Simpson, the baby boomer consumer, particularly because they are 80 million people of 300 million in this country, and you will know where things are going. You can have both of those when you call 888 and, John, I want to talk a little bit about this, uh, where the opportunities versus the dangers and risks, and then I want to talk about inflation versus deflation. So, first of all, I get criticized on this show lots of times because I am not trying to destroy the stock market, but I'm trying to implore people that 2008 was here once, and it could come back again, and that one should at least have some 
balance and diversity in their assets. That's something that is not correlated to the primary mover of this bubble we're in today, which is quantitative easing. Quantitative easing has bubbled commodities and gold and stocks and real estate all in one large correlation that has never been correlated before. (laughs) Stocks and gold used to go in opposite directions, but it has been that every time uh, the Fed says we're going to print more money, they go up together, which is crazy. They're not, but that is the current bubble that we're in. And I'm trying to enlighten people on that. I'm just trying to get them to hedge a little bit of that risk and not be fully exposed because, you know, the bubbles always come about the time that the last lemming has gotten to the edge of the cliff. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah. So um, what did I want to ask you about that? So before we go into those dangers, first of all, where do you see the opportunities are? Well, let's let's talk about the worst case scenario because so let's it, talk opportunities. Well, we'll, go back we'll, to dangers. we'll get. OK. All right. So tell, our, tell me where the opportunities. are. I would say the opportunity that comes from where we were going, we were going to get to okay. is uh, to look for more diversification. In other words, uh, the investment universe would teach us, thanks to the mutual fund industry, that there's really only three asset classes, cash, bonds, and stocks. Uh, and then, of course, we have annuities. So maybe there's four asset classes. But for the most part, people have cut their teeth on mutual funds. Uh, at the same time that we hear that the market's off 200, 300 points, it's not uncommon for us to see that oil or gold or some commodity is up. So I see opportunities with more diversification. Mm-hmm. What, what we're so saying... So the challenge of, of being in just one place is creating an opportunity of getting us to look you out want and to put greater diversity. More, more diversification, yes. Yeah. You want to put more uh, legs underneath your financial retirement stool, if you will, uh, so that you have a chance with your roadmap, your retirement roadmap, to weather any storm, minute, okay? Yeah. So, you know, instead of having the stool, the asset class, all your money on three asset classes, maybe it should be six or seven. Maybe you should be looking for what diversification could I take advantage of that I don't see right here, right now. So that would be the first step mm-hmm. more diversification than they've had before and again looking under the hoods and asking better questions you have a chance to see some opportunities that you may not be aware of and the second thing that i think uh, makes a lot of sense today is to look for uh, where there where there are active management strategies in other words instead of sitting through like this the doctor like we were buy and hold about, is dead well i i would agree you know buy and hold buy and hope hold and hope okay <laughs> i am not sure but buy uh, and hold on to something well, you know, yeah, well. You, that you do in the dark when you're in fear. <laughs> but you need to have something to the upside or have someone looking at your money on a daily basis, literally yeah. every day. So instead of being 100% stocks or even, you know, 60% stocks, which is probably the average investor, 60% stocks, 40% bonds, were, were there any uh, strategies that could have been employed, let's say 2000, 2008, 2007, 2008, where instead of being, um, you know, 60 to 100% stocks, you might have been reduced to 45% stocks, not something you had to do or that you could try to do yourself, but by looking at your account and hiring these people and paying them, but a reasonable fee, but we know what they were paying for. Maybe your portfolio was reduced from 100 or 60 down to 45% stocks in 2008, (sighs) which means you might have only been down 20%, Bruce. And now let's do the math. math. Well, okay. Sorry. Let let me ask you a very basic question. Let me get you back to something conceptual for a minute. What's that? How do you diversify? Where do you see the greatest failure to diversify that people coming in with are not generally doing when they walk into your practice? 
Well, uh, one of the things that they miss is making sure that they have more guarantees in the equation uh, because uh, they don't, you know, I'm not sure why, but uh, the guarantees... Not like, sure why they don't, you mean? Why they don't, yeah, make sure that first well, step because is taken. Well, because my opinion is these are happy days and the market's been good since 09, and so we've kind of think... We want We're to think it. that 08 is a blur, right. and it was an aberration. Right, and I'm back to even and maybe more. Do you so have I'm reason fine. to think anything different? Um, maybe, maybe it is that um, <laughs> the advisor doesn't see the value uh, in many cases, or the investor. Sometimes it's the investor. But, but you would get, agree that 08 will never come back again, right? I, no, no, no. I think it's just a matter of time. I mean, not, but now you're. But I, dude, that's hurting your business. You're in securities. You're telling people that the market could have another setback. Okay, so okay, so now can we talk about uh, worst case scenario? Okay, go. All ahead. right, thank you. All right, so look, you went through. Your investors went through 00 to 02, 50 percent loss for many investors, and then again in 07. Just 08. be careful about the math. Okay, so that's well, that meant your account <laughs> stayed flat. Yeah. Right. For a 10, 10 year period, roughly. And what happens is many of the people we were all, uh, you know, we would show you mountain charts that go from 1929. And you're like, look, I wasn't here. Why are you showing me this? And we're like, well, look at the track record over the long term. This has done eight, nine percent for the 70 years. Well, I didn't have any money if I was here. OK, so why mm-hmm. are you showing me this? Here's what I'm saying. Most of us look at the averages and hope for the best. What we're suggesting is that we do the reverse. We look for the worst case scenario see what we might learn from that yeah because if you're prepared for you know if you live in malibu and there's a 7.6 uh you know on the richter scale off of catalina which would you rather be would you rather be able to tell the story about what happened or be a statistic i don't know about you but i don't want to be a statistic i Dude, do this not. is like this is not supposed to be a story securities brokers are talking about well we don't i've because been slammed we don't look by at, securities brokers on this sh- for this show well and i'm saying okay i mean Let's just. But, but I want, it speaks to your integrity. Well, is the well, point. Thank you. It does because that is the risk, and you're letting people know that we have to think with that. We have to go by the experiences we've had, whether we were here or not. We you've lived through two times where you're off significantly. So in in the same ten year period, that's the first time that's happened. You you didn't have any money if you're around in 1928, 1929 to 1932, 33. But let's just understand. Let's suppose you had a million bucks in 1929. That's a ball whole lot of money. How would your mood be when that million dollars was cut by 90%? That's what happened in the Depression right. one. So we've done the numbers. That means a million dollars dropped to a whopping $108,000. For the buy and hold crowd, yes, you got back to even, Bruce, around 1955. Now, that's assuming you didn't make any moves, you stayed in equities, and you took no withdrawals. Do you know of anybody who didn't need any money over a 20, 22-year period? Exactly. Can you think of one person? So, I can't think of so when I send you clients and I've addressed that planning with guarantees and I've put the guaranteed element in to handle that contingency, how does that make your job freer and different? Well, we, we take some of the steam out of the equation, all right? By, by what I do first. By what you do first is the first step, because now that's part of the foundation. Generally, people don't have pensions anymore, but they generally have Social Security. Uh, so, as I say, if, they have, if they're looking to try to duplicate the same $100,000 that they were earning, that's the average income in Thousand Oaks again, you know, and you've got thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 that's covered, well, all we have to do is make up for the difference. And to put 
that in perspective, and sorry, there's a little math here, but <laughs> let me let me say it this way. I've tried to make it as simple as I could. If for every forty thousand dollars you want out, you probably in a year you probably need to invest about a, a million dollars today. Okay, wow. so that means a million dollars today, four percent. Mm-hmm. That'll give you forty thousand dollars a year. Rule. There's your four percent rule, and there's some reasons behind that, and I think they make sense mm-hmm. uh, because of longevity and because of market volatility. It, limiting the withdrawals uh, may help this money last. So the more that we have a consistent income, wherever that source might be, the less uh, uh, risk or pressure there is to make up for the difference for people to see not only, you know, a a static income, but perhaps a growing income over time to offset inflation. Yeah. So so the bottom line is that um, this is kind of how John and I work together. And I want to throw in an extra offer. And I want to spend the rest of the show talking about results-based analysis here. Because how do you determine what John – how do you determine let, – let's, let's think about this for a minute. I'm going to make you laugh here. The guy sitting out here listening to the show, he goes, I'd like to have John do some stuff for me. And I think I'd like to have Bruce do some stuff for me. So – I better work this all out, and I, I shouldn't tell Bruce what John's doing, and I, I shouldn't tell John because they're going to compete at each other. And I, I mean, I better figure this out on my own. I'll figure out what I want each one of them to do and what portion they should each work with, and I'll figure this out, and then I'll go to each of them, and I won't tell them about the other one. I'm not sure that'll work. That might be worse than... You, so let's talk about the real place to start. Yeah, well, the, it's, a, it's step one, okay? You, you want... If you can get what people want when it comes to um, their me- their their uh, medical... Um, you know, the, what they want their physicians to do is to collaborate. What they want their, their their medical teams to do is is to stay in their niche, if you will, in terms of their specialty, whether it's exercise or whether it's, uh, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, surgery or it happens to be um, how to eat right. Well, wouldn't it make sense if you put the patient in the center and you've got, you know, two, three, four, five people who are experts in their respective fields with their attention on the patient to collaborate and coordinate for the good of the patient. So here's what we're going to offer today so that they can take advantage of it. We do a service, and when you when you call in to 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578, the operator is going to ask you if you want the information kit or the retirement roadmap. Now, the reti- everyone ordering the retirement roadmap is going to get the kit. But people who get the kit probably won't get a retirement roadmap. What is a retirement roadmap? It is what John and I both do. It is called a results-based analysis. It is an analysis before the recommendations. When you are hearing a story, when you're hearing a pitch, it is saying everybody needs this thing. There's no everybody. And if you go somewhere and they say, you should never get a, there is no never. All there is is individuals and their situations. So the thing that John and I have in common is we use a results-based analysis. Analysis before recommendations. I mean, for crying out loud, John, how would someone feel if they went to a doctor and he didn't examine and diagnose them? He just told them these have been the best pills around. Everybody's taking them around. <laughs> Sign the me up. In fact, it sounds like all the commercials I see on TV today. Oh, yes. Ask you, your doctor if just, you should take this too. Just take it anyway. Just tell your doctor you need these pills. <laughs> Order the 
doctor around. <laughs> he doesn't a, know. That's a she crime of the century. <laughs> right? So we, we don't do that. What we do is we do a retirement roadmap. Retirement roadmap basically has – let me kind of just explain one to you for a minute. So a retirement roadmap, I mean, the thing I want you to understand about this is whether you realize it or not today, living in retirement is and will be a diff, living in a different place than life that you're in right now. So before retirement, most savers, they're, they're only looking at methods of accumulation. They're up 5%, they're down 3%, they're up 10%. And as long as those numbers are mainly positive, that's, that's all they can look at is the value of a portfolio. But for too many, the rude awakening is going to be that they will get one day is that they're going to arrive at retirement with the retirement portfolio, and it's whatever they've gotten it to, but... Uh, the game of accumulation will start to wind down and the game shifts to one of distribution and preservation. And now the math gets much more complicated. For example, after Social Security, let's assume you get that, and other income sources, maybe your pension, how much should you be drawing down on that portfolio each year to meet your needs? Like, what percentage of that total portfolio is that? We talked earlier about the 4% rule. John, sometimes people have to spend their principal. Yes. They're not going to squeeze 4%. Over. So then what I do, and a lot of what I do is... I will go and say, well, we're going to spend 6% of your portfolio, and we're going to expect to vaporize your principal. But the guarantee on the backside is if the account goes to zero and there's no principal left, we'll keep the payments coming. We're going to shift that risk over so that if a 4% draw and and a preserved portfolio is not going to work for you, I'm going to go get you a 6% draw, a deteriorated principal, but a guarantee that if the principal goes to zero, you're still getting money. Well, and see, that's why having some portion in a fixed position that gets provides a 6% yield, may make a very strong contribution to an overall 4% yield. Yes. So if we do the yeah. weighted average in terms of you know portions here, portions there, and this is producing zero, that's producing six, this is producing seven right now, it helps the client see that 4% might be actually achievable. Right. Where we're, Otherwise, it wouldn't. Like If you're going to spend some of your principal at six, have a guarantee that you won't run out. Right. Now you might be able to take and preserve the rest of the portfolio with 4%, which that 4% is based on the concept that you're not going to spend your principal. You're going to live off the principal so in the portfolio. So it has a chance to grow because, of course, inflation we're all aware of, which means whatever your income is today, yep. and if you're around for 20 years, that same income may need to double to meet the same spending so, power that you have now. So, so whether I'm doing it or whether John's doing it, what this is, it's a results-based analysis that begins the process of figuring out what goes into securities, what goes safe, how do guys like John and Bruce work together. So there's other elements in this thing. You want to know what, per, you know, how many years you want this portfolio to last. If the market should have another shock of loss, what adjustments in your retirement lifestyle are you prepared to make, or do you want to avoid having to make adjustments when you're 80 years old because the market fell 50? Uh, and then you want to look at inflation as a factor, et cetera. But the point is, you need to plan your retirement just like you plan a trip to a new destination. So think about the stages you'd go through if you're planning a trip. The first thing you'd say is, where am I going to? Which means, what type of facility are you accustomed to living in? Which really answers the question, how much income are you going to need? 
And then how much inflation are you going to see in those costs over the years? Now, we do this all in our proprietary retirement roadmap software. And if you indicate to the operator when you call that you want the retirement roadmap, you'll get the inflation report. You'll get the Harry Dent book. But I will also call you back. The operator is going to ask you for two times for me to call you back. I'll call you back. And I'm going to ask you six basic questions that begin to fulfill these questions of putting together that retirement planning trip, that place you want to arrive at. We're going to look at when do you want to leave, or if you're already there, are you sure that you're set for life, even if the financial weather changes? How long will you stay? You know, people are living 20 to 30 years in retirement now. Do you currently have all the resources you'll need to get there? Are you going to need more years maybe to keep saving? And what's really, really critical, and this is where John and I conspire, How powerful of a financial engine is going to be required to get you there and keep you there? Uh, uh, You know, um, conceptually here we're talking, are you going to be flying, yachting, or driving an economy car to get this to this destination called retirement? That really just means how much growth from your portfolio is going to be needed to accomplish and sustain this plan. Does this portfolio need to grow at five, at eight, at 10, or more? Is that real? And lastly, what if the weather turns bad along the way? What exactly is your survival plan? And I can tell you for most baby boomers, the decisions they make in the next 10 years are going to have the total impact on whether they're even going to arrive at that destination over and over again. John, how many times do we find people come in our office and say, Hey, what's good right now? That's a bad question. Uh, I, I like the idea of looking at the vehicles because, you know, you need ve- different arrows in your quiver, if you will. And what most of us do, unfortunately, is we ask that question and then we're looking for a dart. You're going to throw a dart? You're just going to, well, why don't you take this plane on your vacation? You want to go on this bus? Well, let's see. Why don't I drive that car uh, <laughs> until it runs out of gas? Okay, we don't know where we're going. We don't know how we're going to get there. We don't know what our alternatives are. So, as I say, different, you, you need more tools in your toolbox, but you've got to take the time to figure out when I'm looking under the hood, what does what for me that helps me see that I can afford to stick around and not run out of money before starts, I run out of time. It starts with a results-based analysis. What is the result of all of this you're trying to get to? And you will get that from no from me, bridging to me and John for no charge and no obligation when you call 888-882-5578. 882 Five five seven eight. Tell the operator you want the retirement roadmap. The operator will ask you for two times for me to call you back during the week. I'm going to call you back, ask you six basic questions to get a snapshot of your situation, and we will compile on our proprietary software exactly that strategic plan. When John and I have a strategic plan together, then we can say, what is the foundation? Is there a foundation there of safety? And really quick, John, I just have like 10 seconds here. What was it you were telling me about certainty? for investors well, and why this thing, foundation. Yeah, the one thing that investors and the stock market have in common is the two hate uncertainty. So the beauty of the guarantees, again, whether it's pension or Social Security or your private pension, is it takes some of the uncertainty out of the equation to be able to see, ah, I see how this works. This is what I can depend on. Now let's go. Now that we baked a cake, let's get some icing. Right on. Well, the bottom line is you sure would not plan a trip without a roadmap or a GPS, uh, would you? 
you'd map it out. And that's what we do with the retirement roadmap. Now, when you call 888-882-5578, if you want to see how, how does a secure, you know, John and I are supposed to be at odds with each other. I want all your business. John wants all your business. This couldn't possibly be working together. Yes, it does. But it starts by getting the 10,000 foot view by doing the results based analysis of the retirement roadmap. You can have that when you call 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. You will also get, now you want to tell the operator you want the retirement roadmap. Yes, you'll, oh, and listen, if this has nothing to do with you and uh, you're not serious about anything that you could possibly really want to see any of this, you just like to talk, you're more than welcome to just go ahead and order the kit and you can have the kit and it's fine. Tell the operator you want the kit. But to get the retirement roadmap, you will get also my report inflation or deflation, America's monetary system in crisis, and how to plan for it. You will also get Harry's Dent's, Harry Dent's key book that John and I are both operating from in terms of where we see opportunities and risks in the coming decade. It is called The Demographic Cliff by Harry S. Dent. That is worth twenty seven ninety down at Barnes & Noble, they told me. We're giving it away for free when you call 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. Everybody ordering the retirement roadmap gets the kit. If you just want the kit, fine. Operator is going to ask you which one. But I implore you, if you're serious about getting balance, maybe the market's peaked. It's time to get some cards off the table. Maybe you want to know if what you've been doing is going to get you to that place in the sun and you just want an overview. Ask for the retirement roadmap. The number is 888-882-5578. 888 888- John, thanks for coming in today. My pleasure, Bruce. And we will see you again soon, my friend. Looking forward to it. All right, folks. See you again next week. Straight Talk Wealth Radio. Content of Straight Talk Wealth Radio is for educational purposes only. Any discussion of financial products and their features is subject to change without notice. Consult your own tax, legal, or financial advisor as to your specific situation. Tax-free benefit specialist and insurance services. California license 0E48147.